Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. People become kufr, shirk, impurity, greed, jealousy, hatred, all those things. Because if when people prefer this world over hereafter, they get all those things. They get kufr, they get shirk, they get every single thing. So, Ibrahim made dua, oh Allah sent a messenger in what will, the main purpose of the messenger will be, yuzakki him. He purifies people, he cleans people from all the dirt. So now Musa al-Islam comes to Firaun asking him, telling him nicely, we don't say in detail, but nicely that because you have so much love for this world. And when people love the world, they get all the dirts. Because love of the world makes make them unbeliever, makes them ungrateful, they don't listen to their Lord, they exceed the limit, they exceed all the boundaries, they have the greed, they have all those things. So do you have any interest to be purified? How nice? Do you want to be clean? Who does not want to be clean? You know, Musa al-Islam is coming to a dirty person, you know, nicely saying that, do you want to be purified? Do you have any interest? Do you want, you know, how nice? Actually, the thing, actually, this sentence in, in Arabic language is so polite, it is very difficult to translate in, 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 in a language. Even Urdu, actually, you cannot translate. But in Arabic language, I, can, I, I, I know from my own understanding how polite the whole sentence is. That's why Quran says, Qawlun Lajjin. When Firaun says, Musa says, Faqul, halaka ila antazakka. This sentence is very, very polite. Very nice way to focus on the message. Ask Firaun, do you have any desire, do you have any thinking, do you really think to be purified, do you have any interest, are you, any, are you interested, like you know, somebody comes to you, help you, so for example, if somebody says, are you interested if I can help you, do you mind if I help you, something like that, you know, you'll be so happy, you know, if I need your help and you come to me, that you know, if you don't mind, can I help you, I'll be so happy, Musa is using the same language, he's coming to Firaun, he said to Firaun, you know, if you don't mind, I have come to help you, you have got a problem. He does not say you got a problem, but in a nice way he said that you know whatever problem you have got, I, I have something which I, by which I can help you. So are you interested that I help you? Are you interested that I clean you? Are you interested that I purify you? I help you? That's how he said. You know, basically coming to help, you understand this properly. When you come to the people to help them and to give some, something, they can't, they can't reject you. They can't, even if they oppose you, they don't have, they, they don't have any strength really. Because you are a giver. When you give some people, it's different. When you have upper hand, people actually feel they are lower than you. Musa is not coming to ask Firaun something. It's not Musa is coming. Musa has come to give the Firaun. Think really. I like this story of uh, Central Asia, you know, Khoja uh, Nasiruddin. His story is very nice. That you know, one of the rich men of, of his area, he was drowning in the water. And people come, you know, take him out to save him. So everybody is asking, give your hand. He means, give your hand so I can save you. 
but he's holding his hand like that. Then, you know, Khawaja Rasuluddin, he comes and he, he tells the person, take my hand. And then he extends his hand and then Khawaja Rasuluddin took him out. The people said to Khawaja Rasuluddin that, you know, we have been asking, he didn't do, but you came and he took his out hand, what happened? So Khawaja Rasuluddin said, there is difference. Can you people ask him, give your hand. And I said to him, take my hand. He knows how to take, not how to give. If you, you know, if you ask people to give, they are not going to give. But if you ask to take, they can take. That Musa Islam came to Firaun to give him, not to take from him. He wants to help him. You know, if you come to any ruler and tell him that, you know, I have got something which can help you, which can make your power is even lasting for more, more time, I don't want to take him, but I want to help you. They are not going to, to be your enemy so easily. You know, they, they, they will think many, many times. This is that Firaun was the most unlucky person. He could not think properly. But most of the rulers in the world, they are like that. If you come to help them, they will love. But if somehow, you know, many, many Muslim reformers, their way has been, they always come with harsh language, which a way that now everybody thinks Muslim movement means threat for the power. It should be actually, it should be considered the mercy for the people, mercy for the power. So now you see Musa al Islam is commanded to go to Firaun and say, Fakul halaka. You know, I come to you. I will have your interest to be purified, to be clean. And that I guide you to your Lord. You see how nice Musa Islam said. You know, he knows the illness of this man. This illness is so much, this person is so much intoxicated in the love of the world that, you know, he thinks he's the Lord. Musa Islam knows that, you know, this person has got a curtain. He removes the curtain. He said, oh, should I help you to guide to your Lord, to your Rabb? So you see, Musa al-Islam wants to emphasize that, that thing, but so nicely. Fataksha, and then you get khashiyat. You can see the difference, basically. When people have desire, they love the world, they rebel, go to the far of hell. But when people use their mind properly, they get revelation, to what they get? Khashiyat. They get fear of Allah. Once you get fear of Allah, because you can see really that how weak you are, even your own body listens to Allah before it listens to you. You know, think really, when I, I, I use my hand, I take it and I, before I command my hand, my hard hand before listening to me, it listens to my Lord. It only obeys me because my Lord commands the hand to obey me. First it takes, receives the message from heaven, then it actually listens to me. That's how things are. You know, always understand, like the, for example, when any police or any people, army, they want to help you, they don't receive the message from you. They receive the command from somewhere else, then they help you. Every single thing in my body, before listening to me, they listen to the Creator. How weak we are. Understand this thing properly. And when you understand, you fear Him. Then you don't rebel against Him. Don't think properly that you know, I'm using anything. But same thing which I'm using, it actually, of Allah ta'ala. If I eat a food without His command, that food can be poison for me. It is going to harm me. You become so fearful of every single thing. In this world, you can't move freely. You think every single thing listened to my Lord before listening to me. So I should be fearful. So Musa al-Islam wants to say the, world of the, world is not, the way of the world is not to follow the desire. The way of the world is to fear. Don't think you can enjoy. Don't think like that. Always think, no, you should have fear of Allah This is a difference between obedience and not obedience. So people follow the hawa, desire, and Musa al-Islam wants to teach me what? Khashiyah, fear Allah. Don't took a look at the things as enjoyment. No. Look at the things as agent from their, your Lord. They can benefit you. They can also destroy you. The wind which, which blows, 
it can come can come with benefit for you it also can destroy you can harm harmful for you understand this the only way to live this world is fear fear your lord the no other way every single thing in this world listen to his command in this world if you want to go other way you know this world is so coherent it is in such big harmony you can't move there it is basically like you know if the, if the all you know traffic is coming on in one direction they coming in, and then i drive my car in opposite direction do you think i can drive you can't drive you have to fear it basically when people when people want to enjoy the world they are driving their cars in opposite direction you can't do this whatever accident will happen you are going to die you are going to kill yourself musa alisan brings right message oh firaun the way of this world is not that you follow desire the way of this world is not that you prefer your 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 way of life the way of this world is that you know your lord and and fear him and when you fear him what will happen if you fear him then you would like to follow his commands that why the ulama said the fear is the source of every guidance when people fear that why the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to the people ana a'lamukum billah wa akhshakum lillah the true knowledge is the fear because once you get fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then before using anything you like to know what he wants from me i am going to earn money but before earning money let me ask my lord how to earn money before eating let me ask my lord what how he what he wants me to eat khashiya is the source of every guidance fear is the source of every knowledge fear is the source of every action when it comes then everything becomes good that why quran says inna ma yakhsha allah min ibadihi al ulama those who know they are the only people who fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those who have knowledge those who think properly do understand properly because they know that how the whole universe is under his control So Musa alayhi salam said to him wa ahdiyak ila rabbika fatakhsha you know i i show you i guide you to the to to your lord and then you fear fa arahu alayat alkubra but you know firaun you know he is clever mind Musa alayhi salam has come to with right message still he does not want to listen right message nicely very softly everything very clearly You know what he now making new thing story. He making new story is how can I believe that you have come with the right message? You say you want to guide me, but how do you know that you have got authority for guidance? How can I believe that? How can I know that you are messenger from from Allah? How what is the proof for that? And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala already have given him the proof that you know and and he did and coming in in, in Surah Taha and Surah Lambiya and many many surahs that you know when the Quran said that when Musa al Islam came, then Firaun he asked him. Uh, in the proof uh, 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 for that and Musa al-Islam uh, you know use of, uh, the one of the proof was that Musa al-Islam was given you know his stuff you know his, his stick and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Musa when Musa al-Islam came to the tour Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked Musa al-Islam wa ma tilka bi yaminika ya Musa wa Musa what is that in your right hand Musa said he asaya he is my it my stuff my my stick you know which i use for this purpose that purpose then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him oh Musa throw it and when he threw it it became a snake running and then musa became af uh, scared allah asked him to hold it and then he held it again he became uh, you know stick and then musa allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked musa al-islam to take your hand in under your arm and take it out it was full of the light and there was no fault nothing so these two signs musa al-islam was given so when he came there firaun argued firaun said oh, you know you want to guide me to the way of your lord and all those things but how i know that you have got authority you have got the power to to guide me so that why now firaun asking then musa al-islam in you know, account to allah's command allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command fa arahu al-ayat al-kubra 
Musa al-Islam showed him the big sign. The big sign, and big sign is the, you know, the, 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 you know, the, his, his stick and asa, and he showed him. But you know, now Firaun knows. Firaun knows properly that this man, you know, he's true. He's a messenger. What starts now Firaun to, to listen to him? Not the proof, not the argument, not the evidence, because he knows now. He got all the arguments. But love of this world. Many people, when they don't follow Islam, the reason is not because they don't have proof for that. Not like that. You ask many Muslims, those, those who don't pray, ask them what the reason. They will say laziness. They will say, you know, it is, it is hard. They don't say it is, it is, it, 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 there is no proof for prayer. Is there anybody who says there is no proof for the prayer? No. It is not the problem of the argument. The problem actually is people want to enjoy this life. And Allah wants people to sacrifice enjoyment for the sake of the command of Allah Taala. To become higher, don't be like animal that you want. So when Musa came to Firaun, in the beginning he made all these arguments. You know, what is proof? What is your authority? And the Musa has proved all those things. And there are so many miracles one after the other keep kept happening. But this man, فَكَذَّبَ وَعَصَى You know, he denied and disobeyed. He became rebelled. You know, he's not listening. Again, again, making promise that, oh Musa, this time you help me, I will believe in you. Again, again, فَكَذَّبَ وَعَصَى He denied and then he disobeyed. ثُمَّ أَدْبَرَ يَسْعَى And then he turned away, making effort. What effort he's making? So he's, one effort is that, you know, he's basically making effort. Because he was thinking really that Musa's argument are convincing. And if people listen to Musa al-Islam, they will follow him. So he became very scared. So now he wants his people not to listen to Musa. So he's making effort that, you know, he's just a magician. You know, he's, you know, he's not a real thing. So he wants to say that, you know, it is all fraud. Basically, that's what Firaun is saying. Firaun is saying to his people that this man, when he's showing all those things, that, you know, stick becomes a snake and taking out his hand from underneath of the arm and becomes shining, it is all fraud. Firaun is convincing people, his people, don't listen to him, listen to me, I, you know, because I am your sincere, and in Allah urikumil la ma'ara, and, you know, I show you what I see, and I guide you for the right path. This is all fraud. That's what he said. And since it is magic, fraud, and we have got also so many magicians. They can come, you know, he said to convince his people, you know, this is just magic. If you bring other magicians, they can fight. And then he brought a magician from all over Egypt, and also outside Egypt, from Madian, from all those cities which are under, you know, Firaun's rule was not only in Egypt, you know, it was a very, very big, big, big empire. So, you know, he used to rule everywhere. So, the people from all over, the magicians were called on certain dates. And these magicians, they believe in Firaun that there is a man of fraud, you know, who is a liar, who has some magic. So, they say, we are some magic. We can win against him. And when these people come to Musa Salam, you know what, what happening is? Then Musa Salam said to the people, show what you, you know, what you uh, uh, show him. And then, you know, he asked them to do first. And then they, they showed. Actually, this thing again, actually, listen. The, how the messenger, when Musa Salam comes to Firaun, he didn't ask Firaun, you say something. Did he say like that? No, when Musa comes as messenger, he says, he starts saying, but when the fighting happening, did Musa start the fighting? No. Musa asked other people, no, you do first, then I'll come reply. Understand this thing properly. The real thing actually in Islam is not that we want to you know, fight the people and we want to actually kill the people. This is not the real thing really. The real thing we want to convey the message. So when the message comes, we are the first people to convey the message to the people. If the people want to fight, we don't want that to happen. But if they do, we'll ask, okay, if you start, then you have to, you know, we have to answer back. We defend ourselves. Directly what happened. You can see Musa's life so, so clearly. When Musa comes to Firaun, he did not say to Firaun, say what you want to say. Did he say? 
No, he says, Musa himself says first, he starts. But when Firaun brings all the magicians, what happened there? My magician said to Musa al-Islam, Imma antulqiya, you know, either, you know, you, you throw your stuff and we show our. Musa says, no, bal antum, you, you do. They did, and then Musa al-Islam, you know, his stuff comes and you know, he takes away everything. But this is a big lesson from this really. That the messengers, they are first people to convey the message. But they are not first people to fight. No, they are not first people. They want to delay, they want to defer it until the right moment comes. But we people really, we have become actually last people for the message. Everybody has got a message, but Muslims don't have a message. Every nation has got a message. Look actually properly, you know, like in Pakistan now you can see, in Pakistan there are so many Muslim groups fighting each other. And there are so many things, there are so many people preaching and all this violence and all those things. But when there comes a message, nothing there. But in same Pakistan, there are Christian missionaries. They don't take participate, participate in any politics, nothing. And they preach Christianity. They do more work. When it comes to the convey the message, Christian missionaries are more active in Pakistan than Muslim groups. When it comes to fighting, Muslim groups are more active. Is it the way of Musa Islam? In Pakistan, we have so much space to really to work on Muslims, also non Muslims. There, there are Christians in Pakistan, there are Hindus in, in, in Pakistan, but we don't have any message for them. And Christian missionaries come and they have message for Muslims. They convert Muslims into Christianity and we don't have any, any, anything to do. Just think properly. In the message, we are left behind. When it comes to fighting, we are the first people. Now, the whole the world thinks really that Muslims are fighters. Islam, Islamic terrorism, that's how people think. It is right or wrong, I don't discuss that, but I'm trying to say really, we have to make effort that people get right message. It is not enough that you are peaceful. It is obligatory upon you that people believe that you are peaceful. People see from you. It is not that you are right. It is not enough. People should know that you are right. You have to make effort. Musa al-Islam comes to Firaun, brings the message. But when Firaun wants to fight him, he said, no, you people should first. And they did. What happened? The Musa al-Islam, you know, it was not fraud anyway. They were people of fraud, not Musa. Now the magician, they knew this is not a fraud. It is Firaun who has fraud. This person is not fraud. Then they believe, they become believers. Because they really believed that, you know, there is somebody with fraud and we also have frauds, so we can fight them. When they came, they said, oh, Musa is not a man of fraud. Then they believe. And actually Firaun said, you believe in him before, before we take our permission. You know, the, this actually now happening to Musa al-Islam, the Firaun did all the effort. فَقَذَّبَ وَعَصَى ثُمَّ أَدْبَرَ يَسْعَى فَحَشَرَ فَنَادَى He gathered all the people and he called, now he become more scared. That, you know, if, if people, are, you know, people are magic and all, they're going to listen to Musa, then basically his own people will leave him. He become more scared. So he gathered all the people, make nice, nice speech to the people. No, I know everything. I've seen, you know, everywhere. He asked his minister, Haman, Ya Hamanu ibn Ali Sarahan. Oh Haman, build for me a big tower. Then I'm going to climb the tower and see where Musa's God is. If you cannot see Musa's God on the earth, you can't see him from the tower. You need an eye for it. If you don't have that eye, go climb the tower, you can't see him. Musa's God actually exists everywhere. If you have proper eye, you can see him in your heart. If you don't want to see him, the towers cannot help you. He made all the efforts and then he said, I looked everywhere, there is no God. I am your God. That's what he made. How foolish the whole thing actually is. How stupid the whole thing is. You saying this thing to your Lord of the people, even in front of the people who, who you have seen, you were born. Who witnessed that your, your father got married with your mother. They knew your parents before you were born and now you say to the same people that I am your, your biggest Lord. 
So anyway, inshallah, I'm going to explain some of this more. If you have any question, please ask. You know, the mockery from the people, they are saying that, you know, if we, you know, if this prophet is saying, the messenger Muhammad Sallallahu is saying that we are going to buy, to be return life again. They say, if this happens, it is big loss for us because we have done nothing. They are just mocking. So this sentence is like a sentence of mockery from the people. What was the question? Yeah, it's just mockery from the people that you know if this happens, you know it's big loss for us. They don't believe in this anyway. Just mocking, mocking. I think really is we Muslims come to the seriousness very, very late. The, the effort is not when the things become you know, too much. You know, we Muslims should have been in, engaged in all those things from very, very early time. You know, it's it not actually when we started. And I'm not going to you know, mention some people. Even the people who have been in big soft, their softness was not really the way of Musa al-Islam. Musa al-Islam's softness is with the clear and proper message. People have been, who have been soft actually is, they have been soft while enjoying the power and, enjoy, and taking enjoyment from the, from the power. So there are these, some of these scholars, they used to give speech in the palace, they used to get the salary from the king and all those things. And sometimes you also have nice nasiha. It's not going to work. Musa al-Islam did not benefit from the rulers. Musa al-Islam, you know, if uh, one of the poet, poetry of Iqbal said that if Musa, in, from inside, from hiding, becomes friendly with Fir'aun, then that Musa is cursed for the people. We all, very often, we criticize the rulers, for, but from inside, we make friendship. If you live on the salary from the, some people, your message never can work, because they know that you need them. So it is not soft, it is not that softness. Musa al-Islam has softness, but with clear message and with dignity. He does not live on, on, on Fir'aun's money. He does not live on that. You know, he has not offered the Fir'aun. He comes with the message properly. We people, when explained to the powers, we want the power to help us as well. Now, considering in Egypt, you know, it's very, very ugly happening. There are many, many ulama. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't feel actually any, any, any shyness to mention. You know, it's a very bad character. He's Sheikh Ali Juma, the Mufti, uh, uh, you know, pre-Mufti. And he's actually my teacher. He gave a jada. But the way actually he's behaving, this is not the right way. That you know, you basically want to have enjoyment from the ruling, ruling power, and then you abandoning your Muslim, you know, fellows for the name of of those things. It's very, very bad. Really. If the ulama do this and they become soft, not softness, it is greed. Musa al-Islam, you know, because all the beggars they are greed, they are soft. All the beggars in the street they are soft because they don't become soft. How they can beg? This is not Islam. 
Islam is not to come and beg in soft language. No, Islam is to come to convey the message that you are in the fire of hell unless you listen to me. That did not happen in Syria. The people who were soft, they did not convey the message properly. Musa Islam had the right message with full dignity and then softness. We people never had right message, no dignity, and now we are soft. It is like beggar. Beggars are so soft. So I don't praise those people really. really basically, proper message never has been conveyed. Truth is this really. It never has been conveyed properly. You know, the thing basically is, you know, this course actually is not uh, for that purpose. And I know actually people, people don't understand, you know, my saying was not rightly. My, people don't understand what I want to say. Really. I wanted just to say only one thing, that in Islam, desires serve a purpose. Desires are put for a purpose, for a function. That a main thing really is. I am not saying that when you marry, there's no enjoyment. I'm not saying like that really. Enjoyment, I'm only saying enjoyment has been made to you marry, then you raise family. To raising the family, making the family, that's the purpose of the whole thing. But it, it could be that you don't have any family. It could be that you don't have child from Allah So it does not mean that you cannot enjoy the life. This is not what I'm saying. I'm trying to say actually that you know, these desires, they are not purpose. People are not created to eat and drink. People are not created to enjoy the sex. It's not purpose of the creation. But no doubt when people marry, they also can be, get some enjoyment. That should not be purpose. Then actually how much gap should be between one channel and other thing actually is, you know, this is not you know, time for, for the detail, you know, uh, I've answered this question so many times. The thing basically that two ways, are, when people don't want to have children, there are two reasons. One reason is because people think that I don't have enough money, enough income, if I have more children, who is going to provide them? If people have something like that, it is nearly shirk. Where Quran criticizes this very heavily. Because when, Quran, when Allah creates a child, he creates the child with his provision. You don't feed. Allah said, I feed you and also your children. If that is the thing, that's wrong. If people are, you know, don't want to have more children because they think you know, it will be more busy and this, and if they want you know, little you know, life, easy life, if they do this, this, this sometime could be haram, this sometime could be makru, or sometime you know, depends on how people are thinking. It's not, it's not shirk. But sometimes it could be medically, doctors say that you know, if your wife has children, so quickly it can go harm her or harm her child. There should be a certain gap between two, two children. If they are right, you listen to them, that's fine, that can be allowed. So, you know, these things are so, so many details. But, you know, this is not a you know, thing right, to discuss all this matter. My, my thinking only was because of this kind of desire. I want to say desires are not the purpose. People are not created on the face of the earth for the enjoyment. Enjoyments have been made. If you eat food, I eat biryani, I also enjoy it. But I'm not saying that you don't enjoy in biryani. I'm trying to say don't in, eat biryani for enjoyment. Eat is for need. Look first, actually, it is going to help you or not. If it helps you, and then also you add nice curry and smell like Indian people make all those things, with no harm in that. But if you only have you know, nice enjoyment and all that, and it's going to ruin your health, it is bad. So the purpose should be to, you know, your health. And the secondary thing is the taste, flavor. So basically you can say, you know, enjoyment in the marriage like flavor. That's not that, like a food. Food has a flavor. So similarly, enjoyment is a flavor. 
but marriage is not for the flavor. Marriage is actually for, for family. And that's why marriage, these two don't succeed. Because people think they marry for purpose of what? Enjoyment. And, enjoy, and the, way, the rule of enjoyment is, it basically, you know, for, if I'm very, very thirsty, so I first drop of water, so much enjoyment. It goes until I'm full. Then after that, I even don't want to look at the water. That's actually what happens. People marry for the enjoyment, and one, two, three, four nights, both are so happy. And then after that, they don't need each other because the enjoyment is gone. They become tired. So now they basically look at other people's fault. So they can't live together. What we say actually is, no, you do not marry for that. You marry for, to worship your Lord for the family purpose. Even if you don't enjoy, don't worry. Live together. Because you are going to help. You know, it is ibadah, like prayer. We pray, we don't enjoy maybe, but still you have to pray. Force yourself. So we make marriage as ibadah. And if people make marriage as enjoyment, then divorce will ha- the people have to have separated because enjoyment goes. You know, imagine if you love someone because she's 20 years old, old. Then it means very clearly, once she becomes 40 years old, you're not going to love her. Because the reason you loved her because she was 20 years old. Now she's no more 20 years old. It's very clear. But if you marry someone because you want to have family, and because you want to make her mother of your children, she's going to look after her. It doesn't matter with how old she is. Is that what we want to say? We want to say that that enjoyment was put to make you marry. But that cannot be reason to carry out, to sustain your marriage. It's impossible. That only was to make it. For example, if flavor is made there to eat, eat. Once you eat, you know, whether you have enjoyment or doesn't matter. It just gives you energy to make it. That I'm trying to say. The real purpose is ibadah. Marriage in Islam is ibadah. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.